Hi and welcome to What's Next Rethinking Architecture. I'm Therese, your host, and this week's guest is Erik Jerschiel, an inspiring young architect from Sweden. I can't wait to share this amazing interview with you. So let's get started and have fun listening. Hello, Eric. Thank you for taking the time to be on my show. How are you? I'm uh, very well, thank you. Uh, it's uh, very nice to be here. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Um, please introduce yourself and your studio. Well, uh, my name is uh, Erik Jarschel and uh, I'm based in Gothenburg, Sweden. And I have uh, my own studio that I work uh, around 20%. And then I work for another company, 90%. So I... Um, I do some some work in my own uh, company, mm -hmm. and mostly uh, like uh, developing ideas and uh, more uh, art projects, kind of like that. But but also on ordinary architectural it work. It sounds interesting. When did you start your own studio? I don't remember. I think it was like five years ago. Oh. Give or take. And who was your first client? Oh, my first client. Oh, why did you start? Uh, why did you start? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I started because I, I wanted to be able to develop some ideas I had about architecture and to really um, go all the way, go through mm -hmm. with them. Um, to have that freedom uh, and uh, in when you work in an ordinary company you have so uh, it's so many parameters that you have to toggle uh, so i felt that i wanted to try them out um, all the way okay before we get deeper into this topic we start in general our interview with some warm-up questions about the person i'm interviewing And the first question would be, what's your favorite drink? Well, that one was easier. It's, uh, it's, it's coffee. Really? <laughs> yeah, I drink a huge amount of co amounts of coffee every day. What coffee? Do you have like a special technique to do it? Because there are some experts that have like a big knowledge about coffee and don't drink the normal stuff that you can get in the office. <laughs> Are you one of those experts or do you just like coffee? <laughs> I'm an all eater, but uh, uh, of course with time uh, I uh, have uh, grown uh, a particular taste. But uh, usually at home I make... Uh, make it uh, with a mocha espresso, uh -huh. the Italian uh, mm -hmm. coffee. That's, uh, I guess that's my favorite if I'm not in a bar or a cafe. Interesting. All my guests never said coffee before. It was most, oh, really? most of the time it was alcoholic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I, I'm not against that, but uh, I feel uh, coffee is very good for my mind. Ah. 
Okay. Next question. If you could develop a skill overnight, what would you wish for? You. Uh, that one was you harder. Can, you can uh, be I, anything. You can choose anything. That's the problem. It's so it's so wide. Uh, but I I finally uh, I think I think languages is uh, I would like to learn Japanese overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I really want to go there and see uh, see the country and uh, a lot of architecture mm -hmm. projects. But uh, I also feel wherever I go, I want to be able to speak the local uh, tongue yeah. a bit. To uh, you get so much closer to the country and the people, and and uh, if if you are able to yeah, do it's that, it's a whole different experience, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... uh, yeah. me too. But would you like to work in in yeah, in Japan also, or just visiting? Um, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I, I think I that would be fun, but um, I also know that uh, they have very tough work ethics. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I, I like to work a lot too, but uh, it's a different kind of way to work, I think. I know too little to say yes or no on that one. <laughs> Maybe you will figure it out in the future when you're actually there and then you feel like, okay, now I want to stay here and work yeah. a little bit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and design a Japanese garden. <laughs> <laughs> that would <Yes>. be fun. <laughs> I would like to do that one day. Uh, me too. Next question and last question about the warm-up. What's your favorite hobby besides architecture? Oh, I have so many hobbies, uh, but uh, I have to say astronomy. Really? Recently, I have been uh, studying uh, on my own a bit about uh, astronomy and uh, quantum physics and physics in general. That interests me uh, uh, very much uh, because it has it has to do with you know uh, the meaning of life, and uh, it's so. So big questions, and that interests me a lot. Interesting. Um, if you start your design process, how do you start? Do you need total well, freedom, yeah. or do you have a set of rules, or how do you start? Uh, well, I have I have developed a design process uh, which I have formalized uh, and are still formalizing, really? where I try to go through some some steps and uh, think in a certain mm -hmm. way and uh, it is still under development but the the broad strokes are first I always try to gather all the parameters mm -hmm. uh, to understand uh, the, what the project's is, project is all about and um, gather a lot of information uh, and then I try to um, work with the material, mm -hmm. and that with that I don't mean don't mean uh, designing. Not try not to design at all, but get to know the material uh, to understand it. Uh, and then usually the creative part takes place, and I uh, I have tried to develop uh, a method to be able to be creative. On, on demand 
because usually, you know, when you think about creative people, it just comes to them uh, in a, you know, over a glass of wine or uh, sleeping or whatever. <laughs> or maybe a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, but uh, so I try to, uh, uh, I have made like a, or research methods to uh, get in that state of mind mm -hmm. by design, so to speak. It sounds like you created a personal algorithm. Are you into into IT and programming? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, IT. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert, but uh, of course. It feels like everyone has to be into IT these days. Yeah. Uh, these days, I started to learn Python, but it's giving me a really oh. hard time. <laughs> what, what, what is that? Is that a... Python is a program language for? I th I heard it's the best um, for starters because it's not that oh, okay. hard to complete. It's not that hard to understand, but still, it's complicated. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have maybe an example? Um, of a project that you could describe, one of your 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 private projects. Well, yeah, I have I have one uh, I have one project that I I kind of uh, used the whole toolbox, uh, and it was um, a villa mm -hmm. for a private client, and um, I also think uh, I also want to say when when I. I mean, the, the creative part is one part, but it's also, I'm always looking for some kind of order, some kind of uh, structure of a project. Mm -hmm. And and that could uh, be uh, construction, it could be uh, uh, natural light and uh, the, the site or whatever. But I always try to find an order um, that kind of governs a grammatics mm -hmm. uh, that I use. Um, and in this particular project, uh, I used, uh, for example, uh, uh, natural light mm -hmm. as the main idea in the project. So every room had uh, a specific um, uh, dealt with natural light in a specific way. So it could be, for example, uh, indirect light or skylight or uh, small, very little light, almost dark, uh, completely dark, and so forth. So it was like a whole spectrum of natural light conditions. And if you, when you're in this designing process, what does it in this moment? mean for you to be an architect? Um, well, that's a good question. I see it as, as a bit like the architect has to be the mediator mm -hmm. to bring all the information together and find uh, the direction to get uh, most quality out of the project. Mm -hmm. And what that is can be very project uh, specific. But uh, we, have, we work, of course, with a lot of other um, 
disciplines. And the architect has to be the director of all these, um, all these uh, uh, skills in a way. And do you think relating to artificial intelligence, our role as architects is going to change? And if yes, in, in what direction? Well, I'm not quite sure. I think the, the obvious answer is, of course, yes. Um, it, will, it will change, but I think it will be very gradual. Um, I mean, I still think that the architect has to have this role uh, as kind of directing everything to one one goal yes okay and don't you think artificial intelligence is going to take over some of our jobs and what happens to the to the jobs that we had and what happens to the people because everybody is saying okay then we just create new jobs but can you really create so many new jobs in so little time Because artificial intelligence is already here, so. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's uh, it depends on the time scale. I think in the in the next couple of years, like five five years maybe, uh, it will be like the the change will be quite small, uh, but the, there will be a time when. We really have to uh, take this problem seriously, of course. I mean, uh, artificial, I think artificial intelligence is made by humans, so it will be very human. It will have flaws like we do, and it will have um, uh, temper and uh, then, of course, it's the, the hardware is something else, mm -hmm. of course. And that makes that uh, also have some limitations for int uh, artificial intelligence, but also some some um, pros uh, to uh, artificial intelligence, of course. Are you afraid of AI, or are you are you looking forward to AI and helping you with your ordinary stuff during the day, and you can just concentrate on the really important things that are your most interested in? I think in my mind it's like nuclear power. It, it can be very dangerous, but it can also be very helpful. So we, uh, that's like a question for the whole uh, human yeah. race, how we kind of should deal with these uh, 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 these uh, problems and the benefits. Uh, but yes, of course, it, there are some huge uh, challenges with, uh, with adapting to this new technology and also try to um, uh, uh, deal with uh, the dangers. Mm -hmm. And how do you imagine the future design process? Well, I have a. Uh, I think it will, as I said in the start, be uh, be more like a helpful tool, mm -hmm. and 
you can select specific tasks for artificial intelligence intelligence to uh, work with. Um, and I think you can use it in all disciplines. But, and this will of course change gradually. So in artificial intelligence can step-by-step do the full architecture uh, work. I think that's uh, uh, clearly possible in the future. Okay. And are you very optimistic about time scale about this, or because I think it's it's uh, a couple of decades away in in my view. What do you think? Do you think it's uh, closer? I think it's it's closer. I feel like we are almost um, we're almost part. We are almost artificial intelligence because we always have our phone. It's not integrated in our bodies yet, but we always have it with us in the pocket or wherever or in the hand. So we're almost part of this artificial intelligence thing. And it's almost the next step step would be that we just have it, have an implant or whatever. And then, yeah, but I'm, I'm, uh, I think it's faster than we all think it is because it's already here and it's just a matter of time, but I don't think it takes so long. Um, until... No, I mean, you're, you're completely right. We have had artificial intelligence for quite some yeah. time now, but people don't think about it because it's uh, so integrated in our yeah. lives. Uh, so, and but uh, yeah, no, sorry. Please. Continue. <laughs> uh, well, the big question is when it has the same uh, abilities uh, as humans, uh, completely uh, with uh, with all what that uh, means, and that, that's the part I think uh, is a couple of decades away. But uh, specific tasks, yes, sure, it's uh, very close in my mind. Yeah, it is, and. The really big question that I that I'm thinking a lot about is this climate crisis is like rushing towards us and nobody it feels like nobody is doing anything. So we're worrying about artificial intelligence taking our jobs, but maybe in 50 years this planet is not existing anymore because we didn't use artificial intelligence right to maybe stop this crisis. What do you think about it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think artificial intelligence can help us with uh, with solving a lot of uh, big uh, challenging problems. Uh, so we should, of course, use every every tool we have in the toolbox to um, address the climate yeah. change, and artificial intelligence can be one. Because we are we are talking about self-driving cars, whatever. But all those batteries that are thrown away, all the cell phone trash or whatever, and that's just waste that destroys our planet. So, is this really making sense at all? What we're doing? Well, I think uh, I think uh, it it depends because what what we can. Uh, I mean, there, we are in the midst of a big change in in uh, 
uh, in our societies right now. Uh, and Corona, for example, has driven this change even faster. And I mean, it's all about using the resources we have in, uh, in the smartest possible mm -hmm. way. And for example, uh, if we can use fewer cars, but we can share them and artificial intelligence can help us with that, that could be at least uh, could be one step in the right direction. And so instead of having like two cars for every family, maybe you can have one cars, car for every two families. And that will have an impact on uh, environmental uh, issues, of course. And how do you imagine the future living and working space? Do you think we're just going to sit at home and have our virtual reality glasses on and live from our, <laughs> from our apartment? <laughs> Well, uh, uh, at least for me, it has been almost like that. Not, not the glasses, but uh, uh, it has been a lot of working from home. And it changes the, the whole society. Uh, not always in a particularly uh, uh, sustainable way, because now everyone wants a, a four or five room apartment instead of a two or three room apartment. So that requires even more resources. Uh, but it will change, uh, especially uh, how, we, how we travel uh, on a daily basis. I'm sure of that. Uh, and office places will change a lot, I think. Um, it will be more probably more of a social space, mm -hmm. uh, and a place to for team building and stuff like that and a lot of meetings and a lot of uh, like ordinary office work will be done at home um, not for everyone but for uh, uh, a lot of people I think what do you think I I actually hope so because <laughs> because I really I am not the person that likes to sit from nine till whatever time in the office at your desk um, yeah. just because you have to. That doesn't mean I don't want to work. It just means I would like yeah. to work how, it's, how it fits my day best. And then you can have yeah. like this hybrid work concept. You go there, you have the meetings, you talk to your colleagues, whatever, but then you go home or wherever you want to work because that's more freedom. And um, I think we all need more freedom in, in the way. Yeah. We and I, I think, I think many, many companies have realized that uh, in done in the proper way, this will uh, be uh, more effective, uh, get more work uh, done uh, in a shorter time. If people actually can, uh, participate in choosing how they work most efficiently, and also, but I also think it will have like some impact on, for example, housing and uh, and uh, apartments, and also on like more co-working spaces in the city that you can you can sit on your office or meet there and maybe go work somewhere else. 
uh, in another space, and then you can work at home. So this will this will be uh, we will be working with this for a couple of years now, I think. Um, for a couple of years, and after that, artificial intelligence is working for us, and we're not doing anything anymore. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, uh, that's, I mean, uh, when, when artificial intelligence uh, work for us, um, that's a question, that, that's a so big question, because do we pay artificial intelligence a salary? Or, or, or uh, how are we, are they our slaves, more or less? Or how does that work? I mean, that's also interesting. No, I think... Uh, I think um, we don't have anything to do with them anymore. We're just living our lives. We get like a certain amount of money per month. And that's just mm. it. <laughs> the human race is <laughs> kind of like done. <laughs> so they just, they're just tolerating us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, a friendly coexistence yeah. maybe. But I think always people will always uh, work mm -hmm. uh, Uh, even if it's uh, um, whatever it is, because that's kind of in our nature. I've seen some studies that say uh, most people are happiest at work, actually. So, uh, so I think uh, in the pursuit of happiness, work will be uh, essential, uh, even though the most uh, most of the Hard work will be done by artificial intelligence or robots, maybe. So people will probably find a way to work anyhow. Okay. And do you think we should draw a clear line between humans and artificial intelligence and put the human race more to the, to the animal world, for example, to the natural <laughs> world and draw this line yeah. there? Because I have the feeling that humans are always closer to technic, um, but I don't think that's correct because the technique is the the technique is always for solving problems, and humans are not just there to solve problems. That's a small part of us. So why are you? Why are we always on this side and not to the natural world? Closer to the natural world. Well, I think, I think there is no clear boundary between the natural world or the, uh, for example, artificial intelligence, because uh, artificial intelligence will be made by humans, so it will be very alike us. Uh, and, of course, they will develop uh, on their own, like, you know, like uh, babies do, you have some genes and some upbringing, and then they develop in their own way. But uh, they will still be uh, very, some parts of them will be very like their parents. And the same with, with the artificial intelligence, we will be uh, the parents, the human race will be the parents of this new creation. And it will evolve, of course, and maybe very rapidly, but there will always be some kind of, you know, uh, rest of the starting point. Or like in biology, for example, mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're all uh, ancestors of one 
single cell uh, back in the day. And there is, we have a lot in common in, in history, so to speak, I think. That's my view. And do you think, maybe regarding COVID right now, that we have future building tasks for really big buildings? Or do we just stop that and let uh, you put your, your glasses on, your virtual reality glasses, and AI just transcends like smells and feelings and whatever so you don't have to enter a really big old church anymore to just get this atmosphere you just get it from your little apartment do you think this is the future where we're going forward to well i think in a way yes uh, because at some point there will be hard to distinguish from being in a church or being in a virtual church um But I think uh, the humans are very, uh, they, they like their traditions very much. So even though, uh, even though uh, we do a lot of strange stuff that is not uh, kind of modern or, uh, or we don't even like it very much, but we still do it. Uh, like a lot of strange things we eat, for example, there is like a rotten fish in Sweden that people eat uh, at specific occasions, and it is, is uh, smells disgusting and it is disgusting, uh, but people do it anyway, you okay. know, <laughs> because it's tradition. So it's uh, from you know from the day when people were starving and they had to eat mm -hmm. this uh, very bad fish. So uh, I think. We are very traditional, bound to our traditions also. So uh, maybe in the far future, this will sort of uh, fade away, but it will take uh, a long time. Do you think it will also take a long time if you have those Oculus Rift glasses, like for sale in, in any store, in every store you walk by, you can just get these glasses. And do you think then it would take that much time well it's it's also uh, it's also where what you grow up with what you're growing up with because uh, there are already like virtual shopping experiences that are growing very popular and if you are uh, if you are in a, in a certain age you're more uh, um, uh, how do you say you accept this more easily Uh, so it as it, there is like a, a time lag in in that some things will take you know a couple of decades because a new generation has to grow grow up with this. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Would you would you like to live in in that kind of world? Yeah, I think uh, I think. I think that could be exciting. Uh, I mean, not every aspect of it, but uh, uh, I mean, if you look back, like in the 1800s, where where kind of nature were more pristine and there were more uh, a closer uh, a closer uh, humans were closer to nature. That was also the time time of industrialization. Mm -hmm. 
and with coal mines and uh, black smoke everywhere. So every every time has its uh, pros and cons, uh, so to speak, I think. Okay, and coming back to architecture, do you think at some point we should stop building our houses and everything the way we're doing it now? Because reconstruct something and it's it's it, we put like millions of little pieces together that everybody wants to sell and it's a lot of trash that comes there the isolation it's like unbelievable um so at some point why don't we just start thinking about growing architecture and not building it if you synthesize biomaterials for example Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. The 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 way we build now is it's uh, not uh, sustainable in any way. No. Um, and at some point, because... I just don't get it anymore because we have to put so big isolation. That's just nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and and as you say, with uh, with uh, it's very hard to recycle everything. Even though I think there is a It's. Uh, I think there there are uh, thinking about your questions. I ha I have like two. I think there's two trends now, and one, which I hope will will uh, will uh, kind of help us. And one trend is that uh, we use more technology and uh, bio uh, working with biology. Uh, that will sort of be the height take track to go and I think that's interesting if you can use it like fully and not just as a uh, varnish over our very bad uh, way of uh, building mm -hmm. buildings and then there is also another trend right now that I think people are looking because there's so much rapid change in society right now a lot of people feel they they can't you know follow this uh, so there is has been recently a lot of people are looking back to a time when you know things were more handmade and tactile and like a stone building was made of stone and not like hundred layers of plastic and insulation mm -hmm. and uh, you know and I think those two will happen some simultaneously Uh, okay. Yes. So I will ask you the question again. Do you think our role as an architect must change? That we're not just an architect, but that we are a problem solver uh, at the intersection of biology, architecture, design, technology, that we have to be all of those other parts as well to be a good architect in the new world. Yes, I think I think so, and I think uh, it's already heading there uh, because uh, I mean, actually, you know, designing as an architect is a very very small part of the workday. Yeah. I don't know, maybe five ten percent, and the rest is solving uh, technical, legal, uh, environmental uh, problems. So I think we are heading there 
very much. Uh, but I also have, I also want to think that we can be able to think about how we live also. Uh, because it's very, you know, it's everyone are supposed to live in the same way, more or less now. And I don't think it has to be like that. And I don't think people want to be, want it to be like that. Okay. People, uh, you know, there's standardized apartments that all look the same, often very bad uh, plans and stuff like that. And you have to adapt your life after this standardized uh, uh, way of living. But um, I don't, people are so different. Can you draw me your, your future way of living? If, if you could choose for yourself, how would you live? Yeah, well, maybe uh, I'm not a typical uh, person, but... Um, Even better. Uh, uh, but I think for me, it uh, has a lot to do with, you know, um, more like a feeling about the place I, uh, I stay in. So it's not so much about, you know, the square meters, the insulation and stuff like that. I want to live in a, uh, as I call it, a poetic space where, you know, it's, it's not just that I'm warm and, uh, and uh, it's very efficient, but uh, it has to have some kind of, uh, how do you say, uh, atmosphere in, in, in the space I live And what are we going to do with all those single family homes and all the people that still think this is the right direction into the future? You have to have those two cars, you have to have like three children and the single family home with the garden around. Do you think yeah. when is the human race ready to understand that this is maybe not the way of living anymore? And not, it shouldn't be the goal. Like, No, that is, uh, I think we are in the, maybe the last phase of this, um, this way of doing things, the urban sprawl. Uh, it's still going on and it's very, Corona has made it even more uh, attractive to uh, live in a so-called urban sprawl area. But um, uh I think there has to be uh, a change in how we how we look at um, successful life, you know, how we measure a, suce a successful life. Uh, and right now, for a lot of people, this is still uh, uh, like here in Sweden, uh, a villa and uh, two Volvos and uh, a dog is yeah. still the, you know, okay, uh, that's how it should be done, you know. What what means having a successful life for you? Mm, I think more and more it is, uh, has to do with time, uh, to have time, because there is so little of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and re have time to, you know, reflect over things. Um, and... Um, Yeah, so so having having enough time to 
reflect over important stuff. Uh, that that is a successful life for me. Yeah, sometimes I personally have the feeling that life is just rushing by, and you just think, "Oh my God, what did I do? What did I do last week? Yeah. I just sit in the office and work <laughs> for someone else. What did I do with my life?" And since we're still young, maybe we should um, start thinking differently and yeah, figuring and out also, a way how we can change that. Yeah, and I think also to, I mean, of course you can make a, a big change in your in in life, but I think it's uh, the most important thing is the accumulation of many small uh, changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, like in everyday life, if you make a little small change, then the effects will, uh, you know, uh, gather up and and be significant. Um, so you don't have to, you know, move in into the forest and start hunting deer uh, or something like that. But you can, uh, you know, make small changes and head there. That's a really good point. And last question. What is architecture for you personally? Oh, that's so hard to answer. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's a it's a big part of my life, and I I think it's super important. Um, and uh, like everything, you get very interested of and learn more about. It gets important, of course, but it has also it's very important for how we develop our societies also, because what we draw today will affect people the coming decades, even the coming millennia for thousands of years, if you look at, for example, city planning. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's very important as an architect to observe what is working uh, and what is not and learn from that and we don't have to invent the wheel every time uh, but actually uh, look on what works and use that knowledge to uh, make our cities and uh, houses and offices better um, but that that doesn't say that we have, uh, should um, uh, be skeptical about new innovation. Uh, I think that's also very important to embrace innovative thinking. That was a great answer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. It was really nice talking to you. It was super interesting and inspiring. You too. And thank you for... Uh, I, it made me really think about a lot of uh, important stuff. So... That was really nice for me also. Yes, sometimes it's really nice to just uh, take the time besides your normal work stuff and just think about questions that are already, or questions or problems that are already coming towards us and just taking the time to yeah. talk with someone about it. <laughs> yes, it's really valuable. Uh, so thank you for that. I thank you. This was this week's episode. I think it was such an amazing and inspiring talk. So thank you again, Eric, for taking the time. It was a pleasure. I hope you guys liked it as much as I did. And it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to my podcast. But till then, 
Have a really nice weekend. Have a great week. Until next time on What's Next? Rethinking Architecture. Ciao, ciao.